Father, for you are truly, you truly are who you say you are this morning. You are ever-present. Lord, this morning, right now, as we stand in your sanctuary, Lord, we thank you for your presence, but God, we know this, that there is more. Father, I pray today that you would take us into the more. Show us your glory today, God. Let us forever be transformed and changed by your presence. Lord, I thank you that where you are, there is freedom and there is liberty and there is healing and deliverance. That there's the renewing of the mind and that there is a peace that passes all understanding. Father, right now as we're standing, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would do what needs to be done in every life, every family. Right now, Lord, I just sense the, the, the comforting of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for your presence this morning. We can sing this morning today because, God, you are faithful. Lord, right now we're preparing our hearts. Lord, as we're preparing our hearts for that which you have for us today, Lord, let just the stillness of your spirit settle down in this room and let us have ears to hear hearts to receive Lord I thank you for the miracle working power that's in this room right now I thank you for life that's been touched I thank you for the healing hand that's moving even now oh there's none like you today Lord we go any further this morning right now I want you to just simply in your own words today right where you are make your petition known to him but as you're doing that today I want you to also to thank him for meeting that need that you have right now oh God Lord, on this very first Sunday of this year, Lord, you're touching your people. You're healing your people today. You're bringing deliverance on their behalf today. Oh, we thank you for it this morning. We honor you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You 
may be seated this morning. What a sweetness of the Holy Spirit in this room, amen? What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord today. Those of you that are visiting with us this morning, allow me to say welcome to you again. We are truly thankful that you're here this morning. Those that are joining us by way of live stream this morning, we want to welcome you to this service as well. We are truly honored that you have taken time to join us this morning as well. Today I want us to go to the Word of the Lord. If you have your Bibles with you as those that are going to class, do so at this time. Those in the sanctuary, please stay with us and focused, ready to just dive into where God wants us to be. If you have your Bibles this morning, Isaiah chapter number 58, Isaiah chapter number 58, I'm going to read one verse from that passage of Scripture and then we will we'll take off and uh, go where God would have us to go this morning. I'm going to give you several other passages of Scripture, but uh, please stay with me this morning. I'm going to maybe begin a little slower than normal, but stay with me and we'll, we'll end, I believe, where God wants us to this morning, okay? Pastor Jade mentioned at the beginning of service that on the 11th through the 31st, we will be in a time of corporate fasting and prayer, and uh, we are uh, inviting you that want to participate to do that with us. This is something we do. We, we do things differently the first of the year. Uh, we have done different things, but this year we are going to uh, begin on the 11th and go through the 31st, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, and therefore, uh, I'm going to allow you to uh, you work out the details how you want to do it, whether you want to fast a meal or, or whether you want to do a Daniel fast, those types of things. I, I'm not going to, uh, to tell you how you should do, but as you're praying between now and the 11th, in your time alone with the Lord, if the Lord prompts you to join with us, I encourage you to do so. And uh, we're going to uh, talk about that a little bit uh, this morning, but we're going to try to tie a lot of things together. But first of all, let me say to you this morning, the Bible shows us the absolute necessity of prayer. Uh, most of you probably have heard or could quote Second uh, Chronicles 7.14. That seems like every time you turned around, people was praying and saying that uh, in the year 2020. But uh, notice with me that passage of Scripture uh, deals with a specific group of people. It says, if my people. He didn't say if everybody. He said, if my people will humble themselves. Now, we know that that word came to Solomon, and it was concerning the people of Israel, but how many knows that we have been adopted in? We are the family of God, and therefore, that passage is also for the church. And what he's saying, if you translate that in the year 2021, is if my people or if my church will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, then he would hear from heaven 
and he would possibly move on their behalf. No, he says that he would heal their land. Notice with me, prayer is not an option for a believer. A lot of people go into prayer and they think, oh, this is just difficult. Can I tell you, that has to change in your mindset this morning because prayer is a privilege. You have an opportunity at any given time. You don't have to wait for an invitation, but you can go and talk to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Think about that. There's a lot of people who say, man, I'd like to talk to them one day if I ever had the chance. Listen, there is nobody higher on the scale than the King of glory. And you have open access, and therefore it is not an option for us, but Isaiah 56, 7 tells us that all of us are to pray. Now, I, I could do a whole thing on prayer this morning, but, but I'm not going to do that. But let me run through this very quickly because we are told in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 that we are to pray without ceasing, meaning that as men and women of God, our minds are to continually stay on the Lord. We're, con we're continuing to seek after the things of God. And Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 2 and 8, he said, all men everywhere are to pray. That means you. That means me. Therefore, we have to get out of this mindset that, well, I'll just have the old saints of the church pray for me and everything will be well. No, listen, we have a responsibility. And when we join our faith with one another, that's when we begin to see some extraordinary things happen. So I think that we need to understand the very beginning of this year, there has never been a more important time to pray. But I have to remind you this morning, Hebrews eleven six tells us that we are to pray in faith. That means if you don't believe God's able to do it, you're just wasting his time and yours. Amen? Therefore, you have to realize that not only are you to pray in faith, but James chapter 1, 6 through 8 tells us that we're to pray without wavering. Meaning this, no matter what we may see naturally, we have to make sure that we stay the course and keep looking at what does the word of the Lord say concerning this. And God says that anything is possible to him that will believe. So therefore, at the beginning of this year, what I want to do is encourage you this morning that if you'll believe in God, there is nothing that's impossible this year. Yeah, I know the enemy said your family never gets saved, but he's a liar. There is nothing too hard for God this morning. But somebody's got to pray in faith and without wavering. We should always pray. Notice this. We don't pray for our will, but we pray according to God's will. But also when we pray, we are to always go to the Father through the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. you got to pray in the name of Jesus. So, but there is times and seasons where prayer has to be associated with something else. And it's the part that your flesh really hates. But the Bible clearly shows us that prayer is definitely linked with fasting. Biblical fasting, if you want a biblical definition of fasting this morning, it is this, a time of intensified prayer. You say, I'm going to fast, and you can give up your Snickers bar and your Mountain Dew or whatever else you're going to give up, but if you're still going to just feed the flesh in other manners with other methods and not go to prayer, you're just wasting your time. 
A time of fasting is a time of intensified prayer. Meaning this, that you intentionally spend specific time alone with him. And here's what I want you to understand. That does not mean you have to sit there and speak the whole time you're in his presence. God does not like one-sided conversations. Notice with me this morning, we have all types of examples of men and women that fasted throughout Scripture, but let me give you just a few. There was the prophet's fast that we could talk about and teach on this morning. And as Moses fasted for 40 days, Elijah fasted for 40 days, Jesus fasted for 40 days. But I want to say this to you. A man or a woman that is going to abstain from food and water and things of that nature for 40 days should never even think about trying to intimidate that unless that is clearly a commandment of God. Because I will say this, you will die. Okay? So he's not telling you to be stupid, but he's telling you to use wisdom. I love y'all. I can speak that bluntly with you this morning, okay? Notice, we find that there was times of total fast outside of the prophet's fast, is we find that Esther fasted for three days. Paul fasted for three days. You also find that Paul fasted often. You find that David fasted for seven days. We find that Daniel fasted sweetened, unsweetened foods uh, for, for 20 day, 21 days. Uh, therefore, we find that we, we could talk about all types of examples, and I can give you scripture and verse for all of those things, uh, but notice with me, the reality is you have to understand and no matter what type of fasting you enter into, it is a time where you have to enter into a time of intensified prayer. You say, what does the word fasting really mean? Listen, there is many things you can do, but I still believe that the most effective fast you can do is to do it wisely Consult your physician if you need to, if you're on medicines and all of those things. But the most effective fast that you will do is when you fast putting natural things into this body and going to a type of just liquid diet for a season. You can fast your iPhone. That's fine. You can fast whatever. But you're going to get limited results. What you put into this thing is what you get out of it, okay? So with that said, a partial fast is denying yourself of certain things. That's what Daniel did for 21 days when you talk, hear people talk about the Daniel fast. But there can also be a mental fast where you say, I'm going to do nothing but just read the word of the Lord, that I'm just not going to read anything secular, whatever. That's a mental fast. There's nothing wrong with doing those things. But I'm telling you this morning that if you really want to get realigned with the Lord, you have to get yourself into a place where you are in a place of denying the flesh and you're opening yourself up to the things of God. Now understand this, that we do not do this to try to get God to pat us on the back and say, oh, they're really special. No, that's not the purpose of fasting and prayer. The purpose of fasting and prayer is simply this. It is to humble ourselves and to discipline our souls. Okay? 
to humble ourselves means to get to a place where we, where we get rid of this flesh that how many knows this flesh is evil? Where we remove the proudness and the arrogance of our lives and that we get to a place of discipline. What do we say when we talk about discipline is simply this. It is training, training this body, this vessel to walk in accordance with that which is required of the word of God. So how are we to fast this morning? It's simply this, we are to fast unto the Lord, not unto men. The Pharisees, they fasted, they disfigured their faces and all these things and wanted people to say, oh, they're really spiritual. Listen, that didn't get them anywhere. But we are to fast unto the Lord. The word of the Lord simply says that even when you're fasting, you get up and you wash your face and you make yourself look as, what he's really saying is this, when you get up in the morning in your time of fasting, you make yourself look better than you normally do because nobody else needs to know what you and I are got going on right now, okay? We find that fasting and prayer should never, ever be used as works. But it is a time where we bring ourselves into line with what the word and the will of God is for our lives in the season that we find ourselves. You say, when should we fast? Any time that you feel the leading of the Lord calling you to get closer to him should be a time where you go into fasting and prayer. As well as there is times when the church, as the body, is called to a fast. You say, is that really scriptural? Yes, it is. You can go read the book of Joel, chapter 1, verse 14. You also can read Joel, chapter 2, 15 and 16. We'll make it very clear that there was solemn assemblies that was called. It was times of designated fasting and prayer. We find that when Esther fasted, we find that her and Mordecai was there with all of the people of Israel. And they said, let's go to three days. Everybody pray and fast that we might know the will of the Lord, okay? So it is a biblical thing for us to call a fast and, uh, and to do it together corporately. Now, this is, this is just laying a foundation for my message this morning, okay? Just stay with me. Therefore, you say, is it really important for a church or a body of people or a body of believers to go into a time of fasting and prayer? Yes, it is. You find that a nation was delivered from death. In Esther chapter 4, verse number 16, you find that a nation was delivered from death because of three days of prayer and fasting. You will find that the city of Nineveh was saved from divine judgment in Jonah chapter 3, verse 5, because of a time of prayer and fasting. You will find in Matthew chapter number 17, verses 14 through 21, that demonic spirits was cast out and removed because fasting was present. You will find that in Acts chapter 14, verse 23, that the clarity of the Holy Ghost came upon men to be able to appoint the right men because elders was appointed once there was a time of fasting. They did not know what direction to go. They did not know who to choose until they had got along with God and they had got in alignment with him. Okay, so we find also that the will of the Lord is always revealed when men and women go to a time of fasting and prayer. Acts chapter 9, 9 through 15, you can read that. It says, the Spirit said. How many knows it'd be nice to hear what the Spirit is saying? Okay, so that's why there is so much emphasis, I believe, and so much importance right now at the beginning of this year for us to go into that time of prayer and fasting. Why should we fast? Is see simple, simple reasons very quickly, and then I'm going to get into the message. To be in obedience to God's word and his will, to receive God's grace and power, 
to overcome temptation, to be cleansed from sin, and to weaken the flesh and to receive spiritual power. Those are the reasons that we should fast. Also, we should fast because we should, it brings us to a place where we have a desire to accomplish his will. And it also finds us getting into a place where we hear clearly the instructions of God to bring us through difficult situations. And it brings us to a place where God's direction is very clear. And it also takes us into not just any revelation, but it takes us into divine revelation. So that is why on January the 11th, we are going to go into a time of prayer and fasting. And I invite you to join me in doing so. Now, if you have your Bibles, Isaiah 58, verse number 8. This is where we're going to begin this morning. Isaiah 58, verse number 8. For a few moments, with all of that that I just shared with you, this is the reason that I believe that God is calling us to a time of intensified prayer at the beginning of this year. Because it is to bring us into a place of preparation for the glory of the Lord in the year 2021. So what we're going to be simply saying is this, Lord, show us your glory. Isaiah 58 and 8, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. I want to read that again. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. We, the church of the living God, find ourselves this morning on the brink of experiencing the manifestation of the glory of God. I can stand here with all certainty and tell you that even reading all throughout history, and in reading and studying on moves of God and things that God has done throughout the nations of the world, we have never been here before. Therefore, as I shared with some of you on Friday evening, is notice with me, God is not revisiting or rebirthing a move that has happened in yesteryears. But this is a brand new thing that God is doing right now. Isaiah 43 tells us that do not consider the things of old. But he says, but behold, meaning look now, that I'm going to do a new thing and now it shall spring forth. What is that new thing? It is a revisitation or a freshness of the glory of God. Therefore, this move of God that is coming upon the earth is going to cause his church, please hear me, to break out and to break forth in the midst of the darkness of this season, which takes us to this simple truth this morning. Our behavior and our desires must be examined, and this can only be done properly through a time of prayer and fasting. 
I am believing that in this season of prayer and intensified prayer, I am believing for hearts and lives to be completely changed and transformed in the first month of this year. I I hope that you heard the word of the Lord on Friday evening because in the midst of what God was saying to us concerning this year, and I I don't think we can overstate it, is this. But by the time that you see the flowers blooming in the spring, that there is going to be much blooming in the body of Christ. And it is going to be the results of men and women that have went into a time of intensified prayer and fasting where they have removed everything, they've self-examined, uh, and they have examined their behavior, and they have, they have examined their desires, and you're going to find that God is going to show you that some of the things that's important to you at this moment uh, is not going to be as important as you think they are uh, because God is going to begin to bring greater revelation to his people in this season. Season. And as we go through this alignment process, this is what I believe is that we're going to experience this year. There is getting ready to be the illuminating light of the gospel uh, to begin to shine forth in this nation uh, and around the globe in a very refreshed manner. There is getting ready to be uh, a, a, a beaming light uh, that the world thought would never shine again and that some thought we have quenched it. It is, uh, it is over. They're not going to have the impact that they once had, but please hear me. Uh, that which we read about concerning Canesville and Brownsville and other places uh, is going to pale into comparison uh, of what God is going to do uh, as we come out uh, of this time of realigning and purification. Uh, not only is there a light that's getting ready to birth forth in the year 2021, uh, but I am going to stand here today and tell you uh, that health is returning uh, to the church quickly. Uh, I'm not just talking about spiritual health, uh, but I'm also talking about mental health uh, and physical health uh, and emotional health. Uh, There is about to be uh, an overwhelming presence of God uh, that's going to bring a generation uh, into a place uh, where they are experiencing the miracle working power of God. Uh, And can I tell you this morning, uh, I believe there's enough faith in this room right now, uh, already at the beginning of this year, uh, that can bring about the miracle working power of God. Uh, But by the end of this month, uh, I believe as we go into the month of February, uh, we're getting ready to see signs and wonders and miracles uh, begin to touch the people of God uh, and disease that has kept you in chains and bondage uh, is about to be released and broken off uh, the people of God uh, and it's going to be the testimony uh, of his goodness and of his grace uh, that is going to begin to whet the appetite of the world uh, because listen uh, they can say all that preacher what he's saying is not real uh, but when they see their family member uh, that's been battled uh, by cancer and heart disease uh, and they see them begin to walk in health uh, they cannot deny uh, the power of a living God. So this morning, I'm here to tell you that somebody going to get their miracle this year. Somebody going to see a complete reversal. I got enough faith this morning to tell you that my God is able. And this morning, you got to get ready to receive what God's desiring to do. He wants to move on your behalf. 
Oh, stay with me this morning. Uh, but as we transition out of this time, uh, can I tell you this morning, uh, there is going to be a purification of the saints take place, uh, which is going to give place uh, to the glory of God. Now, I don't know if we really understand uh, what that means. Uh, listen, uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty awesome to be in the presence of some people, right? Uh, because they have accomplished things. Uh, they have walked in certain manners. Uh, and you know that they have experienced that and been involved in, in areas uh, that may be interesting to you. Uh, but there is nothing uh, like being in the presence uh, of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Uh, can I tell you, uh, as as our hearts are cleansed, as our minds are cleansed, as our bodies are made whole, we're getting ready to walk in and experience the glory of God. And notice this, when the glory comes, everything changes. So I want to give you this disclaimer this morning. Please don't be offended when church as usual goes out the window. Please don't be offended when the Holy Spirit of God enters into a worship setting and people begin to get lost in his presence. Please don't be offended when you walk in and think you're going to have a Worship setting, and all of a sudden, the word of the Lord comes forward before anything else happens, and people begin to lay on their face before God. You see, when the glory comes, everything changes. I want to show you in Scripture just a glimpse of what takes place when the glory is present. Exodus chapter 24, verse number 15, verse through 18, we find the Lord has been speaking to Moses. Moses has the elders with him. He has Joshua with him. The children of Israel has been looking on. And we find Moses goes up into the mountain and a cloud covered the mountain. Let me say this very quickly. There is a cloud that's returning. There's getting ready to be a hovering over the church of Jesus Christ. Notice it says, And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Where did he call from? The cloud. Listen. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mountain, and Moses was in that mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Can I tell you this before I go any further? When you enter into the glory, there's no quick exit. I want you to get this picture. A 
million plus Israelites are standing in the desert at the base of the mountain and they see a cloud hovering over the top of this mountain. Moses has gone up and at a distance, but then they look and they see a cloud, but they see a devouring fire coming out of this cloud. If that's not a sign or a wonder, I don't really know what is, but what I'm saying is get ready for signs and wonders to begin to be present. I want to say to you, think it not strange when God begins to show you a glimpse of his glory. Some of you may understand this a little more, but maybe you have at times been in a service, been in a setting where all of a sudden just the presence of the Lord was there, but all of a sudden you, you felt something or you sensed something or you heard something. And Listen, I have been in churches before in the presence of God and all of a sudden I felt the building just began to vibrate and I'm like what in the world is this thing going to collapse and but you could just feel the the vibration in the house other times I've been in services and I've and even I, I on Friday evening I heard even in this house as I was ministering I began to hear the wings of the dove begin to circle this room and listen I promise I'm not losing my mind okay but what I'm telling you is this, there is times when God begins to let us just see a little glimpse. But, but what we have not truly yet seen is we have not really got to the place where we've seen the fire coming up out of the cloud. But get ready. Notice, after Moses has been there for 40 days, if you fast forward in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 34, Verse 29 through 35, it says this, And it come to pass when Moses come down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of the testimony in Moses' hands when he came down from the mountain that Moses did not know, get this, he did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone and they were afraid to come near him. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him. And Moses talked with them. And afterwards, all the children of Israel came nigh, and he gave them the commandments that the Lord had gave him. But until Moses had done speaking with them, notice this, he had had to put a veil on his face because they did not have the ability to look up on him, and he did not remove that veil from his face until he went into the presence of God again. What are you saying? As we go into a time and a season of prayer and fasting, this is what I truly believe. And I have to say this again. First of all, as we start this year, notice this. The children of God is getting ready to begin to shine in the midst of darkness. For those of you that will begin to go to a place of prayer and fasting, 
and you begin to self-examine your behavior and begin to self-examine your desires, listen, this is not works-based, but this is about getting to a place where you come in alignment with what God is saying and desiring to do for his church right now. Listen, if you want to keep coming to church and do the same thing you've done, listen, God's not going to force anything on you. But I'm going to tell you something. You have an opportunity to experience, uh, but not only experience, but you have an opportunity to begin to shine. And Moses is getting ready to come down off of this mountain. And all of a sudden, he did not know what had happened on the inside had changed everything on the outside. Some of you have no idea what God's getting ready to do in your life. Young people, you hear me this morning. Young adults, you hear me this morning. God is not just going to do something on the inside of you at the beginning of this year if you're willing to walk through this purification process, but God's about to do something that transforms the outside, and you're getting ready to become a beaming light that we have been commissioned to be, but it cost us everything. Moses was willing to climb the mountain to experience the glory. I'm going to ask you this morning, are you willing to climb your mountain to experience his glory? It doesn't stop there, though. There's another place in Scripture I want to take you very quickly. 1 Kings chapter number 8. You find, I know it's 1144. Just stay with me. I'll be done. I promise. 1 Kings chapter number 8. Solomon has just built the temple. He has called everyone together. We find that things are changing. The landscape has changed. But we find on all the men of Israel, in verse number 2 of chapter 8 of First Kings, and all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto King Solomon at the feast, which is in the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came, and the priest took up the ark. Let me stop right there just for a moment. Wherever you see the Ark of the Covenant in Scripture, it always represents the presence of God. Okay? So what you see in this passage of Scripture is that Solomon calls, who is the king, he calls to the priest, and he says, I want you to go get the Ark, and I want you to bring it to my house. Okay? We are what? We are kings and priests. Who is our king? God. What is God doing? He's calling to us. What is he calling us to? He's calling us to go get the ark or to go get his presence. Now, as we go to this time of prayer and fasting, we're going to get into the presence of God. And now we're going to bring the presence of God. Where are we going to bring it? We're going to bring it to his house. Okay? Everybody with me this morning? I know it's a little different today. And it says, and they brought up the ark of the Lord and the tabernacle of the congregation and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. Even those did the priests and the Levites bring up. And King Solomon and all of the congregation of Israel that were assembled on the hill were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be told nor numbered for multitude. But notice this. And the priests brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord unto his place into the oracle of the house. Let me bring it in modern day language real quick and the priest brought in the presence of the Lord into his place into the center of the house to the most holy place 
even under the wings of the cherubims. There was nothing in the ark other than the two tables of stone which Moses had put there at Horeb. And when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel, aren't you glad that he's a covenant-keeping God? It says, And it come to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place that the cloud filled the house of the Lord. What was at Mount Sinai? There was a cloud. What's at the temple? There's a cloud. It says, And it filled the house of the Lord so that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud, notice this, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. I want you to get this. Not only is the children of God getting ready to shine forth, but there is a realigning that's coming that is causing his house to become filled with his glory again. This is a time where there is going to be a season of true worship. Listen, somebody's about to begin to worship him in spirit and truth. And when they begin to do that, can I tell you, uh, as we climb up our mountain uh, and we experience the covering of the cloud, uh, and as we come back into his house with his presence, uh, he is going to honor not just us, uh, but God has to honor his own presence. Uh, So when he honors his presence, uh, he does that by bringing the glory. uh, And when the glory comes, uh, ministers have to lay down. Uh, That means man uh, has to cease uh, doing what he's always done. And he's got to begin to pay tribute and honor uh, to the glory of the king. Uh, Can I tell you this morning, uh, I'm about to get happy while you sit there. uh, Because uh, the glory of the Lord uh, is not far off, uh, but it is ever near. Uh, We just need somebody uh, to desire his presence again. But I've got good news. I'm going to hurry. Not only as we come through this time of prayer and fasting. See what I'm doing? I'm trying to build your faith to begin to get something to resonate in your spirit this morning. To say, you know what? I'm going to join with Pastor uh, on January the 11th. uh, And I'm believing that by the 1st of February, uh, there's going to be something different. Uh, Wherever I walk, the glory is. Uh, Wherever I am, the power of God is. Listen, I'm building your faith this morning. Uh, This isn't going to be an ordinary year. Uh, This isn't going to be an ordinary time. Uh, But this is a time... uh, where God uh, is going to be exalted and lifted high in this land. Haggai chapter number two, in the seventh month again, in the 21st day of the month, comes the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, speak now to Zerubbabel, And to Joshua. Verse 3 says, Who is left among you that has saw this house in her first glory? Because of technology, because of history, we can look back and we can look and say, Man, the house of God was filled with glory then. It was filled with glory then. It was filled with glory then. We know we're talking about a natural temple here, but stay with me. Let me draw the parallel. The word of the Lord to the prophet at this time. There is no temple. It's lying in ruins. They began to try to build the process. Uh, opposition comes. 
They're trying to put a foundation in. The, 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 the opposition comes. But now everybody's saying, well, maybe now's not the time. Maybe, maybe we just ought to dwell in our sealed houses. Maybe, and he says, listen, you're doing all this stuff and, and, and your money's going in bags with holes. Uh, you, you're planting them much and you're getting nothing. Uh, he said, listen, uh, nothing's happening because you're not understanding the importance of my house. Uh, and we find that in this season, then the word of the Lord comes and he says, now, uh, yet... Now be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord. And be strong, O Joshua. But then he says, be strong, all ye people, says the Lord. For I am with you. Listen, I know there's a lot of stuff going on in our world today. So I'm going to talk to Zerubbabel. And I'm going to talk to Joshua. And then I'm going to talk to all God's people. I'm going to tell you, the Lord is saying, I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I have coveted with you, when you come out of bondage, don't miss this, so my spirit remaineth among you. Fear ye not. Right now, by faith, you just need to begin to shake some stuff off and say, you know what? I'm hearing the Lord speak to my spirit. I'm not going to fear. Why am I not going to fear? Is because I'm serving a God that does not change. Anybody believe that this morning? I mean, you really believe that this morning. You're serving a God that does not change. Okay. He's talking to his people. So now, if he doesn't change, what he's saying to them applies to you and I today. So therefore, he says, yet once, it is a little while. What he's saying is, he said, there's coming a time in the future. He said, just a little while. I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. I I, I hope that you heard the word of the Lord. The transfer of wealth is upon us. I'm not talking about naming and claiming. I'm not talking about prosperity garbage. No, I'm talking about those that have no idea why they're getting ready to do what they're doing. They're getting ready to finance the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, there's about to be something absolutely changed. Notice. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former, saith the Lord. And in this place will I give peace says the Lord of hosts. What he was telling Zerubbabel and Joshua and the people, he said, listen, I know that some of you have saw the beauty of Solomon's temple. I know some of you have got your eyes back there 
and you see it and you remember it. You hear the stories about it. Grandma and Grandpa told you all about it. Uh, you may have even remember seeing it when you was three years old or five years old. Uh, and now you're looking at a slab. Uh, everything's in ruins. Uh, but he says, let be strong. Fear not uh, because it's just a little while uh, and I'm about to let something happen. Uh, it may not look as pretty uh, as it did in Solomon's day. Uh, it may not be layered in gold uh, and it may not have all of the glitz and glamour that that did uh, in the eyes of man. Uh, but he said, there's something coming on this house. Uh, if you'll just build it, uh, he said something greater than anything in the natural. Uh, but he said, my glory. Uh, notice this. Uh, he said uh, that the cloud filled the temple uh, and it was in the oracle of the house in Solomon's temple. Uh, but when we begin to talk about this, uh, we find he says in this house, uh, it's going to be an all-consuming glory. Uh, what he's saying is this. Uh, the time is coming uh, that the latter house uh, is going to experience uh, greater glory. Uh, I got to tell somebody this morning, uh, you better get ready for the greater. Uh, I'm not talking about yesterday's move. Uh, I'm not talking about yesterday's manna. Uh, but this morning, uh, we are on the brink uh, of the cloud uh, getting ready to overshadow. Uh, and listen, uh, there's a light going to go forth. Uh, there is about to be a shout. Uh, there is about to be the glory. Uh, somebody uh, needs to hear me this morning. Uh, your best days are ahead. Uh, this is the year uh, where God uh, is about to show himself mightily in your family, uh, in your community, uh, in your nation. Uh, God is still God. Somebody ought to lift their hands and prepare for the glory right now. Oh, don't you sit there and pat a cake. Uh, somebody ought to lift their hands and say, God, uh, I'm ready for your glory. Uh, I'm ready for your presence. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Oh, you're going to have to forgive me just for a moment this morning. i got to tell somebody, much like the word concerning Jerusalem, uh, in Zechariah chapter 2, verse 5, uh, the church uh, is getting ready to experience uh, the hand of God. Amen. Let me show you this this morning. For I, says the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about that means if the enemy comes here, there's fire. If he comes here, there's fire. If he comes here, there's fire. If he comes here, there's fire. There's gonna be a roundabout the church. Oh, somebody. And it says, and for I saith the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire roundabout, and will be the glory in the midst of her. Can I tell you? Oh, I should have preached at a Pentecostal church this morning. Hear me. As we come out of this season of purification, this time of realignment, there's about to be a burning flame began to encircle God's people and the fire is going to be the protection. Nothing's going to come nigh thee. Oh, oh I feel this thing. Just forgive me. There's a fire going to burn and as the fire is burning, you're not just going to be protected, but the glory of the Lord 
is going to come and settle down in the midst of the fire. Oh, I feel my help this morning. Oh, I feel my help this morning. I'm going to tell you, there is revival fire shut up in my bones this morning. Listen, Jeremiah said it's like fire shut up in my bones. What he was saying, God's encircled me. And now the glory's about to fall. Somebody give him praise right now for what he's about to do in this house. Oh, stand on your feet this morning. I could go, but I, I'm not going to go any further. I'm here to tell somebody, don't you let the enemy lie to you. Don't let him lie to you. But there's about to be a wall of fire around you. There's about to be an ascending of the glory down upon you. And God is going to receive glory in this season. Oh, Notice man didn't say it. Politicians didn't say it. Preachers didn't say it. No. The Lord says, I will be a wall of fire round about you. And we'll be the glory in the midst of you. What he's saying is this. In the latter day, upon the earth, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Upon the handmaids, upon the maidservants, they're all going to experience something new and fresh. What he was simply saying now in this season, you hear me, young men and women, elder saints alike, don't you settle for yesterday when God has something new and fresh for today right now. I've got to ask this question. Is there anybody under the sound of my voice this morning? Anybody that's watching and joining us by live stream this morning, is anybody desiring to experience his glory? Why, why is this so important, Pastor? Is because, can I tell you, in the glory... When the fire is all around us and the glory is in the midst of us, everything that the enemy tries to put on you burns off. As they come to the piano this morning, let me remind you, people said to Samson, we're going to bind you, we're going to take you and give you into the hands of the enemy. He says, I'll let you do that as long as you promise you ain't going to kill me. They said, we won't put our hands on you, but they had him bound. They took him, and in the presence of the enemy, it said all of a sudden, the cords became as flax, and they melted away. When you and I go into this time of prayer, and intense prayer, we're fasting. When we come out of this season, there is going to begin to be the releasing. But this is a time where we're going in and we're simply saying this, Lord, I'm preparing for your glory. This needs to be your prayer this month. Lord, show me. Show me.
your glory. It is in his glory and his presence. Don't miss this. That the natural ceases and the supernatural begins. That's why some of you are getting ready to experience complete healing and complete restoration. I have never been more bold in my faith than right now. And I don't say that arrogantly or proudly, but I just say that, that Lord, you better bring your glory. If not, I'm done. Listen, okay? Walk in these shoes. I don't, I don't have a lot of good sleep nights anymore. I, I nap. I, I have naps at night now, okay? But I'm trusting. I'm trusting. And I'm not just trusting for me, but I'm trusting for you. I'm trusting for your families. I'm trusting for our community. I'm trusting for our nation. I'm trusting for the nations of the world. And I come to tell you that there's a light that's getting ready to go forth. And there's a healing hand of God that's about to sweep. And there is a fire that's beginning to burn. I don't know what the enemy may have told you this week the very start of this year but I'm going to tell you something it's a lie but the God that I'm serving is bigger and more than enough to do everything that you need but right now as they get ready to minister in song here's what I'm going to do I'm going to call us to a place of prayer if you're under the sound of my voice in this room this morning and you'd say you know what I'm going to prepare myself for the glory I'm going to prepare myself and make myself available for God to do and move ever how he will. And I am believing. And if you're here and you say, Lord, I'm even going to believe and trust for my healing. I'm going to believe and trust for my family. Whatever it may be. Right now, by faith, I'm going to ask you to just come and stand in the front of this building. And I want you to begin to just give him praise and glory and talk to him ever how you feel right now. Those of you that are joining us by way of live stream, I don't know if you're in your living room, driving in your car, whatever you're doing right now, I'm going to ask you by faith just to lift your hand right where you are and say, you know what, I'm believing with those people and I am believing right now with the body of Christ. I want you to begin to talk. Just slide up close here and let everybody get in. Just spread out across this building. And I want us to just have a time of prayer and time of worship this morning right now before we, before we leave today. I'm believing and trusting right now for God to do what needs to be done on your behalf. Fathers, the people of God have gathered in the front of this building. Lord, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for their their ears to hear, their hearts to receive. And fathers, we're standing here, we're believing and trusting. Lord, for your hand to move mightily in the lives of these men and women. Lord, I thank you for salvations. I thank you for healings. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for strongholds been broken. I thank you for what's about to take place in the body of Christ this year. I thank you for the, for the reversals that's coming. I thank you, Lord, for you doing what needs to be done on the behalf of your saints today. And Lord, as they lift their hands, Lord, as they call, lift their voice, Lord, I pray that you would meet us here. Lord, as we worship you, Lord, we thank you today. We thank you today. Oh, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. 
Show us your glory. Oh, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Oh, show us your glory. Oh, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Show us your glory. Hello, everybody. We just want to come to you today and say thank you so much for taking some time to watch us. Um, we hope that this message was encouraging and a blessing to you. Um, feel free to private message us and follow us on all social media platforms that will be listed below. Thank you, guys, and have a great day. Thank you.